Good afternoon, everybody. Uneducated economist here. Wanted to thank my tinfoil hat. My tinfoil hat came into the bar where I called bingo last night and gave me this here Silver Morgan. Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate it. That was very cool of you. And he hung out and played bingo with us for the night. And I tell you, I really love it when the fans stop me and tell me, hey, I really appreciate everything you do. I've been watching your channel for a long time. Keep up the great work. You know, that means so much to me. It really does. And I tell you, I can't thank you guys enough for being part of my channel and being here. You know, I've said it before. You guys have really changed my life. And I can't thank you enough. I really can't. So thank you very much, my tinfoil hat, for coming in and hanging out with us last night. That was very cool of you. Um, wanted to share a couple of articles with you guys. Links will be down in the description, as always. Talking about the... Um, the first one is talking about the Treasury and how it could be issuing out less debt going into the, or for the rest of the year going into the new year and how this diminishing of the debt or the bonds that they are issuing out there could counter the effects of the Federal Reserve's tapering. Very interesting article. Now, I do believe that this is just an opinion piece because I don't believe the Treasury has announced anything about how much debt that they plan on issuing out. And I don't think the Federal Reserve has said anything about whether or not they are actually going to taper on a particular day. So it just keeps talking about tapering. And as far as what the Treasury is going to do, I don't think they have been very clear on exactly what is going to take place there either. But I do like the topic in which that the author has brought up and some of the arguments that go along with it because I found this to be very interesting thought to consider that the Federal Reserve backing off on their purchases of U.S. Treasuries, that was like an idea that people thought would never happen. Like once the Federal Reserve began, began their quantitative easing, that they would never be able to back off on those asset purchases. Now, ultimately, they were buying up these U.S. Treasuries to, well, for one, just add confidence to the market that there would be a buyer of this U.S. debt. And if you have a guaranteed buyer, then everybody out there who is willing to hold U.S. Treasuries feels a lot better about it knowing that they have the Federal Reserve at their back, essentially. So when the Federal Reserve says that we are going to back off on these tape or back off on these purchases by doing this tapering, which says that we are not going to be purchasing as much U.S. Treasuries, well, that leaves the market out there wondering, well, how much demand for this Treasuries are really out there if the Federal Reserve isn't going to be purchasing $80 billion a month worth of it. So if you have the Treasury at the same time issuing out less debt, at the same time the Federal Reserve is buying less of it, then that just leaves the market to pretty much be where they always were and that there wouldn't be a whole lot of change taking place inside of that. This could be a way that the Fed could actually get out of their quantitative easing program. Could even get into quantitative tightening at that point, where if the U.S. Treasury is issuing out such a little amount of debt, and the demand coming from the market is that big, then the Federal Reserve could actually sell their debt into the market, some of their U.S. Treasury holdings. I don't think it would actually go to that far. I'm just kind of elaborating on a little bit of what this article was saying. Anyhow, found that to be a very interesting piece and thought I would share it with you guys. Now, the other one, this is coming out of China. Now, I've said it many times. Whatever is happening in China is going to happen throughout the rest of the world. 
China got sick first, they locked down first, they opened up first, they expanded first, they started having issues with the rational exuberance and started raising their interest rates first, had the whole problem with the bond defaults that are taking place, like record amount of corporate debt defaults. And now what do you see? COVID variants are starting to rise over in China and they are talking about easing into their monetary policy again, at basically making lowering interest rates and making liquidity more available for people coincides perfectly with the rise of the COVID variant. I mean, it's going to happen here in the United States as well. They're already talking about it. They're talking about lockdowns and wearing masks and all that other crap that goes along with it. And what do you see going on in the housing market? Right? Slow down in home sales, slow down in a new construction. That new housing market is a huge indicator of the economy. And if you have issues inside of housing, most likely you're going to have issues throughout the rest of the broad economy. And it's already starting to take place. You can really see it happening. I'll leave links down in the description for both those articles. Now, one of the things that I want to talk about here in Oregon is the moratorium. Now, the moratorium on evictions has ended. However, here in Oregon, if you start making your payments or have applied for rental assistance, you have another 60 to 90 days before you can be evicted. Right? Just by applying. You don't even have to have it or doing anything. Just by saying that you know, you've applied for this assistance, then you have another 60 to 90 days. If you make your rent, if you start paying your rent right now, you have until February of 2022 to pay back all your missed payments. Now, I don't know who it is out there who believes that if you start making your pay, your rent now and you can save enough to pay back all the missed rent payments that you that you didn't make, I, I why in the world would you have missed out in to begin with? Like if you have that capabilities to make your rent and then make all those missed payments by February of 2022, then you shouldn't have been in a position that you didn't make your payments to begin with. So if you're in that position where you haven't made payments for the last year and a half, and now you're starting to make your rent and you're going to make rent until February of 2022 and save every penny that you make beyond your rent so that you can pay your back rent. I, I just don't see that happening. Like there might be one or two people in the world who would do something like that. But for the most part, people are just going to make the rent payment, write it out until February in 2022, and then say, okay, I guess I'm evicted. Because they're not going to be able to come up with that back payments. They're just It's not going to happen. There's no way. So to say that, here, you have until February of 2022 to make all your back rent payments, you might as well just say, just ended that the back rent payment part of it. Just go ahead and go until February of 2022 and then we're going to evict you. But be sure to make your rent payments so you don't get evicted today. That's what they're saying. So you can postpone your evictions for another six months. Now, for me, this is very difficult to deal with because I need a place to live. Like many of you know that my landlord who, who owns my home... I mean, he's a really nice guy. He's very cool. I don't have any problems with him whatsoever. He's seen the value of his house go up dramatically from where he had paid it, from what he had paid for it. He, he doesn't live there. He doesn't want the house. He, in fact, he rented, to the, rented it to me as almost like a favor. He was like, hey, man, you guys need a house? Well, I have a house and I'll rent it to you guys. You know, you guys make my payments for me and then, you know, everything will be cool. Well, that's what we've done. And oops, I lost my little pen here. I'm oh, sorry. 
So that's what we have done. But now I'm sitting in a position in which that I need to find a place to rent. And there is nothing out there. There is nothing to be had. And all these people who have been living in their house, not making their payments, not working, now all of a sudden can make their rent payment and live there for another six months before they get evicted? What about me? Like, I am forced to either go into debt slavery or rent a $2,700 a month house because people who have not been paying get to stay? Does that make sense at all? And there is no way that these people are going to be able to make those back payments. Never in a million years will it happen. If you have not made your payments, rent payments for the last year and a half, you are not going to save up enough money to make back payments by February of 2022. It's just not going to happen. So now this is the situation that I'm in. And this is the situation that everybody is in. That there is going to be a wave of evictions come February, the middle of winter. Hmm. Great timing. Great timing. Do you think they'll allow that to happen? I don't think so. All right. Uneducated economist. You guys let me know.